Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Justin Madden's got the sit, one hand. Oh, oh, oh. oh the post is broken, Matthews in it. Oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Oh, Matthew, g'day to you, and g'day to you, and thanks for tuning the dial to This Is Your Football Life. And uh, I've got a rip snorter here today, folks. He's a tiger. Well, I'm going to ask him that in a moment, but uh, do you know who this is? A total of 254 games at the highest level for four clubs. Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon, and the Brisbane Bears. Between 1976 and 89, I think you're beginning warm now when I say a Richmond Premiership player in 1980... And, uh, gee, I think they're an endangered species. Richmond, best and fairest. 1978, 1980 and 1981. And he's in the Richmond team of the century. He is, of course, Geoffrey Rains. He's on the line. And, Jeff, welcome to This Is Your Footy Life. Thank you, Rex. My goodness gracious me, what, what an absolute career. But similar to myself, do you find that people recognise you as a Richmond player first because of that premiership? Oh, look, I think that's right, Rex. Um, I probably played probably most of the better football at Richmond and, of course, culminating in, as you introduced, those three best and fairest and, and a premiership, um, which was fantastic. It was. And I say to kids, and uh, I joke, I said I like kids, I used to go to school with them, but when I go to school, I say everyone has to start somewhere and you're not born with champion or very, very good doctor or good farmer or good dairy farmer on your birth certificate. Tell us a little about the little Jeffrey Rains in short <laughs> pants up on the Murray, my friend. Well, actually, uh, the little Jeffrey Rains started off at the Moorabbin Rex. Goodness and, me. And uh, just, just very close to uh, the Moorabbin footy ground there where St Kilda was based in the mid-60s, late 60s. Yeah. And I... Um, Followed the Saints down there, and I was a, a you know drinks lollies chocolate boy. I didn't last long with that Rex. I didn't sell too many. I just watched too many of the footy games there, and watching some of the great stars down there like Daryl Baldock, Ian Stewart, and I remember watching Richmond play down there and Royce Hart running around. Oh, but I was wow. too focused on that than <laughs> selling the drinks lollies chocolate. So I started there, Rex, and Dad was a bank manager. We went down to Gippsland, yeah, um, which was Latrobe Valley, and I was under Footscray's uh, zoning rules there. And Dad got a transfer when I was 16, 16 and a half up to Swan Hill on the Murray. And yeah. uh, I played with the Swan Hill Footy Club. And I played two years out of the Footscray zone. So uh, the, the great GR obviously had spotted me and wanted me to come down to Richmond. So I either yes. had to sit out a year or they did some trades. And fortunate enough for me, Rex, they did some trades. I ended up at Richmond in 1975. You talk about the great GR, and for those people who don't know, that's Graham Richmond, and you can't do any better than having the bloke run on the show having the same surname as the club. <laughs> you weren't dealing with, with Brian. I didn't get on with him all the time, I can oh, tell you, Rex. Hey, join the club. Uh, but uh, he was a great influence, and yeah. he, he certainly knew what he was doing at the club in those years, in those early my early years. They were in the middle of an absolute magnificent blue streak that hasn't been seen the likes at the club uh, since, you know, the last one in 1980. 
tell us about uh, your junior days and when you thought, I know I love this game, but hey, I reckon I'm pretty good at it because I'm not being forward in that because if you're going to play the game at any highest level, you've got to think you're okay and it's called confidence. Yeah, look, you've got to believe in yourself. I, I was, you know, when I was young, I was quite, well, it wasn't a, a great height, but I was very, very small. And luckily, when I was 16 to 17, I grew about eight inches. So I was five foot three and I came out about 5'11", wow. 5'11 and a half in the old term. So that gave me a chance, Rex. So it wasn't much of a chance at 5'3 or 5'4, even though I was showing some talent. Yeah. Um, the height gave me that little bit of advantage. So I played two years with a Swan Hill footy club. 16 and a half I played to... And seventeen and a half, and I won two best and fairest. Goodness, there at the Swan Hill Footy Club. So obviously there were some signs developing then. Yeah. And the uh, you know late Alan Schwab and late Graham Richmond came up and obviously had a chat and looked at me and uh, wanted me to come down to Richmond. So that's yeah. where it started. I say to a few pe- people, say, "What's the art of kicking?" I said, "Get the ball." And I said, <laughs> "I'm not being smart or anything, but you could certainly get the ball." But you were just absolute. P- beauty personified in in kicking did you always concentrate on your balance either running or set and guiding that ball down onto your boot as a kid yeah yeah i did rex i probably didn't develop the other side of my body well enough but i certainly had the right side well oiled Mm, yeah (laughs) the left side i probably didn't do enough work on but uh yeah yeah, look it was all about balance and timing and um you know getting your transfer of weight and the dropping of the ball and yeah i did a lot of work on that even when i came to richmond the a great under-19s coach where Graham Richmond wanted me to go back and learn the trade a little bit was with Donnie Davenport. Oh, wow. And Donnie Davenport pulled me up a little bit in a few areas and uh, obviously tutored me and was a great influence in those early years. Isn't it amazing that some of the household, although Donnie did play at the senior level at Tigerland, Punt Road, uh, that, that, that they're not really well known. But how important, you know, we, we had a bloke, you know, called Ray Jordan and he everyone exactly. heard him, you know. Exactly. And I, but, but Donnie was just the the consummate professional in dealing with young men who had aspirations. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And he was a great skills coach too. Yes. Um, tell us about the number four. A lot of people here know my story, not the story, but I went to Gray and Richmond because uh, I started off at 43 and when Neville Crow retired, Neville Crow was my hero when I was selling Dixies at the MCG and you were selling <laughs> cherry ripes at Moorabbin. And I asked for the number five. (laughs) The number four is a famous name at Richmond and uh, a dual premiership captain, Royce Hart wore it. How did you get to, uh, how did you get Charlie Callender to agree to number four? Well, I think I had to get Royce initially to agree to it. <laughs> Gee whiz, how yeah, much did it cost was, you? No, yeah, much it cost. Yeah, well said, Rex. Uh, look, Royce and I were quite friendly, and Royce had quite a, quite a bit to do with the, uh, my early years also. So yeah. he put a lot of time in with me and saw some talent. And uh, he went to the club when he retired early or prematurely with that knee. Yes. And it might have been around oh, late 70s. When he retired, might have been 78. Uh, initially, I was uh, wearing number 40, which I think was Billy Brown's number. Yes, back. it was. Yeah. So, Royce wanted me to wear the great number four, and I was very honoured and very privileged. How about that? A uh, couple of weeks ago, we said goodbye to one of the great characters, a dual premiership player at Punt Road in the whale, Brian Roberts. And at the wake, the cup of tea and a couple of frothies for the blokes that enjoy an ale. Now, the names came up. Royce Hart, Francis Burke, Kevin Bartlett, Dale Waitman, Ian Stewart, and then Jeff Rains as the creme de la creme of Punt Road in that era. How does that sit with you, Geoffrey? Um, 
Well, obviously, it's it's nice to be referred to in that context yeah. with those names. Um, I suppose from 78 through to 82, I had a fairly, you know, I said some good runs on the board. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was looking at Mike Sheen's top 50 at Richmond and I was going through that closely and I was pretty honoured when he, he listed me at number five in the last 50 years. Gee whiz. That behind, is magnificent, yeah. Behind Burke and Hart, Waitman and Barlett. So oh. I was very, very honoured, you know, did, you know and, and I respect Mike's uh, opinions and that sort of stuff. So that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. It was nice of the club to put you into the uh, life membership too. And uh, I tell you I what... you had uh, a bit to do that with uh, that, Look, I, <laughs> I only was heard, that's all, but a lot of people did. But it was just ridiculous. And now we see some really, really deserving players who are not only life members for their life, but life members for the club. In other, in the modern footy, Jeff, sometimes they use the term, oh, they got their top five or six, and then they're a bit thin with their good ordinary players that Jack Dyer used to call a yeah, lot of us. But, but right. Richmond had some bloody good ordinary players under the under the real stars, didn't they? And that's probably what the secret was, is that if an injury came or a little bit of form lapse came, bang, someone sort of fitted into your slot. We always were really strong, as you remember, in the under-19s and reserves, oh, weren't we? Yeah. But we had a really, really strong club and strong under-19s and reserves. And, you know, just like probably where Greater Western Sydney are coming from these days. They, yes. They seem to have that bottom tier that, is, that step in and they're good players and they're strong players. Jeff Rains joins us. He's a star, folks. And uh, before we take a break, Jeff, I just want to mention the whale again, who was, you know, the spirit of of the club. Uh, on the field, he could lighten a moment, but when the time came to put his big frame in and get it down to Bartlett or, you know, other players running onto it, Ian Stewart. But you had a lot of good clubmen as well. You know, I had the general, Mark Lee and, uh, and, and Cloakey and Jesse and Michael Malthouse, who came... From yep. St Kilda and became a Premiership player. It's so important that spirit, that real larrikinism. Do you agree? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I think you've got to have a little bit of spirit, Rex. I mean, you need you need a combination of many things throughout your football club, but you've got to have that little bit of larrikin, little bit of spirit to light the club up. And yeah. and um, Whale was one of those guys, and I really enjoyed Whale's company. And uh, you know, I always remember going down to the Wales pub there, the cricketers, and having a quiet hour with him, which was lovely. Yeah. And we did that after the 80 Premiership. We all went back there to Wales pub. Isn't it amazing? You know, I've had uh, my dear friend Robert Wall say to me that the Carlton players have no idea about getting together and really celebrating. You know, they, he said they have a few beers and, you know, we might go on a golf trip or something. He said, but they really envy Richmond when Octa Wilson gets us all together on that Wednesday before the grand final. And... Uh, Without letting the cat out of the bag, it's a private function, but it's very special, Jeff. Even from the 1980 boys, you know, chatting to the 1967 boys, oh. it's just something special those nights, isn't it? Absolutely fabulous. All the Premiership players, we just want one now, Rex, and, oh. uh, so these these boys can join us. We're so we can get our wheelchairs and our diminishing. calipers up the lift. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Someone from the club said to me on radio at 3AW, said, oh, you, you and Bonnie have got to stop talking about the good old days. I said, why? He said, let this group make their own history. Well, I hasten to add they're making their own history, mate. So, yeah, <laughs> anyhow. Well, hope, yeah, that's right. Let's hope the wheels turn. We're going to take a break, folks, and it's just great to catch up with Jeff Raines, a premiership player at Richmond, a, a 250-game veteran of the game at the highest level in Richmond's Team of the Century. And Tobin Brothers are magnificent supporters of saying it now. 
and also celebrating lives before that life comes to an end. We're celebrating the footy life of Jeff Rains and Relays. We'll be back after this. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game. You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives. Hey, Matthew, i got a big fish on the end of the line today. Jeffrey Rains, a life member at Richmond, Richmond Premiership player, three-time best and fairest at Punt Road, Richmond Team of the Century. Of course, he played for three other clubs, but let's just stick for Richmond. Uh, when you first arrived, Tommy, your, your, you know, your recollection of Tommy when you first came down, and then Tony Jewell took over, and you went from eighth to first in 1980. What a whirlwind first three years for you. Yeah, yeah, look. Very lucky to, as you mentioned earlier, have those players around me, the Hearts, the Burks, the Bartlett's, the Clays, the Sheedies, to come in as a young man and to be mentored by those guys was just, just an honour and a privilege. And it was also just a wonderful experience. Um, and, of course, the great Tom Hafey, the yeah. you know, multiple, multiple premiership coach and the ultimate professional. And he certainly worked you hard, Rex. I wasn't quite prepared for it coming down from Swan Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I learned mate. quickly when you've got to do those 400s and those two laps of the tan and... Uh, under the Tommy strict regime, but uh, he certainly knew how to get you fit. Yeah, and I know some... Uh, getting the feedback from Victoria Park when he went there, they were whinging him, training them too hard, and what'd they do? They right. ran out of puff in all those grand finals, so oh, I suppose right. it was a winning I formula. We, I don't think we whinge, mate. We just got on with no, it. No, we got and, on with uh, it. And we, and we got the business done, and, and he was a, a very big part of that. And Jeff Range, didn't you get on with it in 1980? But I got to bring this up. You won the best and fairest in a premiership side. You absolutely dominated uh, with your teammates, and not one vote in the Brownlow medal. Does it <laughs> says says one or two things? as either a conspiracy, or the Brownlow medal medal means Jack Shizen, mate, when it comes to premierships. Oh, I've got to let other people decide that one, Rex. But I certainly had a pretty good year. I don't know what happened. Why did maybe the umpires don't didn't like me? Yeah, I think you, you know if you go to a 200 club function, which you do quite often, and sit next to Bob Skilton, he'll say you can have all my uh, all my yeah, games right. back and all my uh, Brownlows back, so I can sit at the MCG with you, Richmond boys, on that Wednesday before the the big day. Uh, tell us about, in those days, Jeff, of course, the Big V was there and the flea was really with you, an automatic selection into the Big V. Tell us about the joy and the excitement of playing for Victoria and why it can't be done today. Well, I first had my first state game in 78 and I remember sitting on the bus and Alan Schwab said, this is your big moment and I was all prepared and I went out and played against a guy called Brian Peake that was probably a little bit more mature than me. Um, and he actually gave me a bit of a hiding at, uh, at Subiaco that day. And I kept it in the memory bank. And uh, Rex, when we, when we won the 80 Premiership, um, I thought, well, I'm going to go and celebrate this because it was, you know, <laughs> I was pretty, pretty, um, I thought it was pretty important to do that. But anyway, I, Tommy was the coach. And he, at that time, he obviously, Colin, we'd beaten by a record margin. He was coach of Victoria. And we played in South Australia championships, and he pleaded me play with the um, state of origin. I yes. said, no, Tommy, I'm just going to go and celebrate. I've been waiting for this is a lifetime <laughs> thing. And he said to me at the time, you will regret it. Yeah. He said, I, I suggest you should play that carnival. Now, I went and played the carnival, and I played on peak, and I gave him a hiding that day, which Goodness is one me. that I, which I, deserve, which I had in the memory bank. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting all Australian. So, I, you know, Tommy's influence once again, you know, the professionalism. No, no, you can celebrate any time. This is a, yeah. an important carnival. So, and, and it meant a lot to me. So I was really happy that Tommy talked me out of that extra celebratory drink after the grand final. 
Jeff Raines has joined us, and what a pleasure it is to talk to this man who's just had such a wonderful career and is a star of the game. And the history is written. Jeffrey Raines will take his rightful spot. Uh, Richmond have got a couple of things that they can say. What if they allowed the whale to go to South Melbourne for Petura and Francis Jackson and uh, Graham Teasdale went there and won a Brownlow? It was a shocking decision to get rid of the whale. Uh, what was the yeah. uh, decision surrounding you and Cloakie uh, leaving to go to Collingwood? Because it just was like a dagger in the heart of Punt Road for our two main people to head up Hoddle Street to the enemy territory. Well, you also can throw Brian Taylor. And oh, Brian of course, BT, yeah, yeah. Too. They ripped about four or five hundred games out of the club. Oh, so how'd that happen? Oh, it's awful. Look, in essence, uh, as you introduced in your program, we we had the great Tony Jewell take over in '78, yes, '79, and uh, and won a premiership in '80. Yeah, so we had a bit of an off year. Just been we, you know, we had some injuries. We probably had a little bit of a hangover. We weren't prepared enough early. And we finished just outside the finals. And next minute, Tony's <laughs> absolutely, I think GR said, see you later. And yeah. come in Francis Burke. And, yeah, and uh, he was gone in two years too. Goodness I me. I mean, it was just so much turmoil. And I, I just look back and say, that decision is just, it just ripped the heart out of the club. Yeah. Tony, was, Tony was the initial problem area where they, where they made a really, really bad decision. And then it just snowballed through from there. And of course, Mine was also linked to Morris Rioli and bits and pieces there. Morris came over from WA, fantastic, great player. Yeah. Um, but in those days, Rex, we all played, you know, you played in the one position. And that's, that's why I was considered the leading centreman in Australia. And, yeah. Uh, he sort of came in and took my spot, and also he got a little bit more money than me, Rex. So I just oh. said to Graham, I said, Graham, you got. <laughs> I don't care whether he takes my spot, but as long as the money's, uh, you know, conventional. And yeah, uh, sorry, Coco. Hey? Yeah, sorry, Cocko. He said, we've got to pay for the interstate players. We can't pay for the, for the local boys, Rex. Tell us about your, your thoughts and your memories, Jeff, of walking into Victoria Park. Because when you were like uh, me and the rest of the guys, when you walked into Victoria Park, you prepared for uh, air conveyance war. And it was just <laughs> them and us. But all of a sudden, you're walking in there wearing the black and white. Take us back to those days. Yeah, well, look, it was a monumental move. I mean, the press and the you know the press coverage and the media and all the outlets were there, and you know they were the they were the enemy. And then Graham still, well, you know, it was warfare. When I went over there and we played Richmond, it was just game on warfare. And you know what Graham was like; he'd use any tactic he could. Yeah. And um, look, you know, I yeah, it was just probably disappointing the way it turned out. But never mind. That's how it, it rolls, Rex. And I end up at Collingwood. Had three or four years there, a few injuries. Um, and then there was the, the pay cut that came there at Collingwood. And yeah. everyone had to take the 20%. And I just signed a new contract. And, Goodness. Uh, so Shoes knocked on the door and I went over to Essendon. And uh, that was a bad move. That was a terrible move. Oh, was I it really? That's it. interesting because, uh, you know, my research shows, uh, you know, Timmy Watson and the, the little blonde-headed boy, Darren Ringham, Williams, had been injured. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, so yourself and, and, and the, the boy Richardson, what's his name? Yeah, Mike Richardson. Mike Richardson were approached and you went there for one season in 86 and you said it was a disaster. Tell us why. Well, um, I'd actually, before uh, the pay cut at Collingwood, Richmond desperately wanted me back. And I just said at the time that uh, Collingwood had shown me the loyalties mm. and I'm going to deliver there because I'd had a bad year with injuries, you know, when I first went there. So, 
And then all of a sudden, all the books were closed. And then they came out and, you know, strategically said they everyone had to take a 20% pay cut. Yes. And I don't know how Essendon had their doors open, but Sheets found a way and got Richo and I across there. We weren't accepted by the players. Go on. Um, not at all. Not at all. It was actually, it was very disappointing. And uh, I, I think mainly because they got rid of Bradbury and Kerry, who were stalwarts of the club. Yeah. That is and a total unworkable position, isn't it? Totally unworkable. And, and look, I was going to retire after, uh, I think it was uh, 86, Rex. And yeah. uh, then, then Shane O'Sullivan and Peter Knights knocked on the door and said, we've got a fledgling club, we want some experienced players. Yeah. Would you like to come north? And that was a fabulous experience. Talk about fledging. Uh, tell us about uh, some of the things that would just peel the paint off a ceiling in relation to facilities up there. <laughs> well, we had the Atco sheds. They were lovely. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, look, oh, I really enjoyed my time there. It was it was fabulous. It was uh, we, you know, we, those three years that they say it was the bad news bears. We didn't win a, a wooden spoon the three years I was there. Just yeah, and that was uh, 87, 88, 89. And, and if you look back and do your history, we didn't get a lot of good players that came. You know, I remember that each club had to nominate one player. Yes, They're not going to give us their best player. So <laughs> yeah, it were. So look, we built. You know, I was quite proud of what we did there. And then, of course, years afterwards have gone on with the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, before we let you go, and thank you very much. This has been a lovely chat, Jeff Rains, uh, you know, a champion of the game. Your son, Andrew, uh, the sons of guns sometimes do it really tough, but he really <laughs> forged his way at three clubs. But at times, did he find it difficult being compared with his famous old man? Oh, I suppose they all would, Rex, wouldn't they? I yeah. Suppose. You, know, we, we, you know, he's his own man, and he developed his own niche, and... Uh, you know, as Terry Wallace said, I think, you know, what, what Andrew did and sometimes what he you had to do was uh, fight against the odds. He didn't play in very successful sides. Yes. I'd tell you what, anyone that played on him would know that they've played a decent game. You know, yeah. he's pretty tough and hard at it. And, you know, I'm proud of him. I think he played 120, 130 games. Yeah. So it's not easy to follow in Dad's footsteps. No. You know, he did a wonderful job. Yeah, it's nearly 13,000 people played the game and the average is 41, so I reckon the kid's a bit above average. I know that yeah, Jimmy exactly. Credlin at JC's Bait and Tackle on the banks of the Murray at Swan Hill will be listening today and he'll remember you playing for the fantastic uh, Swan Hill up there. Look, it's yeah, been lovely right. to catch up. We're going to catch up again on that Wednesday before the grand final and celebrate the golden years of the Richmond Footy Club. And Jeff Rains, you are a star and all the very, very best to you. Thanks, Rex. Pleasure. If you'd like to hear the extended version of this interview, check out facebook.com forward slash Tobin Brothers Funerals or follow us on Twitter at Rex Footy Life. And yibbity yibbity folks, this has been This Is Your Footy Life and it's been Jeff Rains. Thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.